Welcome everyone to another Trusted Nugget session uh, where we amplify the trusted voices of the members of the Trusted Buyers Club, which you can learn more about in the Trusted Buyers Club public circle on GeniusU. Today we are joined by Will Reed all the way from Japan, <laughs> as you can probably tell. And I'm gonna go ahead and let Will introduce himself uh, and speak on his trusted topic. So thank you so much, Will, for being with us and over to you. Uh, absolutely, it's my pleasure. And I, I, it's strange to hear that I'm all the way from Japan because I've actually been here the whole time and this is <laughs> the center of my universe. But anyway, um, well, let's get right into it. Um, have you noticed how time seems to speed up? I mean, we all feel this as we get older, but even now, especially, all these massive changes and things that didn't seem possible, just suddenly you have to do this. And the problem is we can try to keep up with our sharp uh, clarifying our values and we digitize our calendars and we, we introduce new technology, including this Zoom, which is really cool. But we're still human beings. And there's some point where the pressure and the speed gets to a point where you can still be overwhelmed in spite of all that. And when you get overwhelmed, which means you're mentally a little bit uh, accelerated beyond your comfort zone, uh, you tend to make poor decisions and a series of poor decisions can lead to burnout. Now, we can all relate to that. Well, I guess we can count ourselves lucky because uh, for the ninja and the samurai, it led to more than burnout. It usually meant either capture or death. <laughs> so they were pretty serious about figuring out how to avoid this sense of accelerated mind, to keep your mind calm under pressure. And they developed some amazing, wonderful techniques. Today, we've just got 15 minutes, so I'm going to share uh, two nuggets of practical wisdom. One from the ninja in how to calm your breathing under pressure circumstances, and the other from the mindset from Miyamoto Musashi on how to have agile footwork uh, it, when lots of things are happening. You have lots of problems, lots of enemies. So uh, we'll start with ninja breathing. Everybody's heard of ninja. You even see a picture of one behind me here, which I painted. But uh, it kind of reminds me that, you know, ninja are always watching, right? So uh, the ninja would be in a situation where they didn't have all the information they needed and they needed to calm their mind in order to, um, you know, be able to see clearly and think clearly. Well, let, let's start though. Let's come back to the present for a moment. And let me just ask you how many breaths, if you count inhale and exhale as one breath, how many breaths per minute is normal? Or like you go to the doctor and they check your breathing. So that's something not, not many people really have in their mind, but it's generally um, 16 to 20. So let's just try an experiment. I'm gonna set a timer for one minute, and, uh, and when it rings, so just count, exhale, we can inhale first, and then exhale when you finish, that's one breath. So please count, I'll start now.
Okay. Um, no need to unmute yourself. If you just show by uh, fingers how many breaths per minute, uh, just so I get kind of a quick survey. Four, 10, uh, anyone else can show 10. Okay, remember that 16 to 20 is average, so you're already lower than average, that's good, that's good. However, um, being average or normal is not necessarily being natural. That's something we gotta remember. That, that, that just because everyone else is getting a disease or whatever, doesn't mean we that's really right. So we're gonna try a simple thing I call the um, ring finger ninja, uh, sorry, the ring, the ninja ring finger mudra. <laughs> we'll call it the ring finger mudra. A mudra is a hand gesture that you do. Uh, you see it in Buddhist statue area and stuff. So I'll just explain it really quickly. Take your left hand and point the palm away and your right hand point the palm towards you and take the ring finger, this, this second finger next to the small finger, and then you, you slide them down to the root. So now you have the left palm facing away, the right palm facing towards you, and you just push a little bit, just enough to like tighten the string, not, not any tension, but you do this not out here, this is just to show you, but actually right in front of your lower abdomen. And, and sit up straight, don't, don't lean on a chair or anything. And while doing this, let's time it again and just see if there's any difference, okay? So I'll start and remember one breath in and one out as counts as one. Okay, time's up. Uh, again, just a quick survey. Can you show me how many, uh, by fingers, how many? Oh, okay. Kathleen is seven. Okay, surely five. Okay, good. Seven. Okay. Did, did everyone went down from the first time? Okay. Let me share what, my, for me, the first time it was two, the second time it was one. One breath per minute. I, I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> I think it's keeping me young, actually, because I turn 68 next month. But anyway... Uh, there's a there's a story uh, from Indian mythology that says that the number of breaths you take from birth to death is fixed. It's different for every person, but you have a fixed number. Now, what do you think is going to happen to the length of your life if you spend all the time with shallow breathing? Like, <laughs> oh, oh my god, oh my god, you're going to use it up right away, right? It's not, it's not a good idea. It's like a savings account with no interest. Don't just keep drawing out of it and there's nothing left because you can't put anything back. That's the only thing you can't, you can't add to it. It's a little different from the genius you <laughs> trusted buyers club, but, but it's, you can't add to it, but you can slow it down. And so if you can slow it down so that your normal breathing is more like three times a minute or four times a minute, or even when you're really being silent, this may, for some of us, this may have been the longest time you spent two minutes, two minutes in silence, in your waking hours for a while, you know, because a lot of times we always, me too, I talk all the time, right? 
but you can easily do this and you don't have to dress like a ninja because that would give away your identity anyway. You can do this under the table. It's a great way to listen to somebody. Because you, the other rule is you can't talk while you're doing this. Right? <laughs> so it will definitely teach you. Now, why does it work? Okay, They say that the diaphragm, uh, this dome of muscle under the, under the lungs, and it, it, when you relax, it domes like this, and when you breathe in, it flattens. This is the natural rhythm of breathing. However, when we get into the startle reflex and the panic mode, then it tends to be up all the time, and so we get shallower breathing, and we don't even realize it because it starts to feel normal. And even the doctor says, oh, you're normal. You're not normal, you're average, right? But if you can flatten it down, you can calm it out. And that's really, really cool. And I think this is a great uh, preset and reset before you do an activity. It doesn't take long. doesn't cost anything. It's really, really cool. But keep good posture. And why the ring finger? It doesn't work on the other fingers. They say that the ring finger is the one that connects mind, or body, and soul. That's why we put the wedding ring on this or even if you are not into a wedding ring, um, you probably wouldn't put it on another finger. It just doesn't feel right, right? <laughs> this finger is, you have to use the ring finger. In Japanese, called the medicine finger. Okay, now let's look at another thing. Miyamoto Musashi, I'm, I'm hoping you've all heard of him. Um, he was like a super famous samurai. He's pretty famous in the West. A lot of Japanese have not heard of him, younger people, which amazes me. It's like, ah. Anyway. Uh, Miyamoto Masashi, uh, this is based on a real story that happened in 1604. Uh, he was challenged to a duel by the Yoshioka clan. Now, the Yoshioka clan were in Kyoto. They were like the, sh the, the shogun's police. They were highly trained, super like uh, SPs, you know, secret police. But they were, they, were, they were good. And the top guy challenged Musashi. And he won, but he just broke his arm. He didn't kill him or anything. And the man was so humiliated that he became a, a priest. He, he retired. So the second generation took over. And he was furious with the humiliation. So he challenged Musashi again. And Musashi used psychology, showed up late. And he actually ended up winning, but he, he killed him. Now, now the, you got them all mad. You know how you don't stir up a bee's nest or a hornet's nest? Well, that's what he did. And so that now the third generation, this guy's only 13 years old, right? So he's, he's dressed in armor, but he's not going to fight. So they have 70 bodyguards around him. And they laid a booby trap and they knew, oh, Musashi's going to show up late. We know his strategy. Well, what did he do? He showed up early. <laughs> he can see exactly where he was, but he's still surrounded. Right? So his strategy was very simple. Take out the leader first. So he took out the third generation because usually when the leader's gone, it's like everything falls apart, especially in samurai culture. Right? Uh, and, and then, but then they said, well, you're not going to get through us. We've surrounded, they had muskets and swords, one against 70. Now, most of us never have to face that kind of odds, especially when they're trying to kill you. We're not going to let you out alive. So what he did was he positioned himself so that there was always one, he was always facing one on one, one opponent at a time. And if he could see another one coming, he would turn so that the, his current opponent was in between them. So it would slow them down. He kept moving and positioning himself so he never had more than one person at a time. And really, 70 people can't attack you at once. And even when they're using a musket, he'd suddenly turn around and they, they would shoot their old guy. But anyway, he eventually winds up in the rice field and uh, they have these little narrow pathways. So still, I mean, he's using the ground features. He's doing all this stuff. So the metaphor here is deal with the big problem first. Then take only one problem at a time. Don't, and and by, by positioning, your mind says, always position yourself. 
and use the ground features. Well, in that case, it was a rice field. It could be your room. Set up your office. Set up your environment so that you're positioned for, to, uh, to deal with one person at a time. Now, um, the other thing is they, the Yoshioka clan, um, after a while, and there's some great movies about this um, later if you add, like, I can share a link. Uh, but they fell into a state of panic, as you can imagine, because <laughs> this shouldn't be happening, right? And by the way, have you thought of the, do you know the roots of the word panic? It comes from the Greek word uh, panikos, I think, but it's the, the god Pan. You've probably heard of the god Pan who plays the flute, I think it's half, half man, half uh, goat or something. And he would stir up human emotions. And the idea that a person in panic is, um, well, I have a definition I just copied from the dictionary. A sudden overwhelming fear with or without cause that produces hysterical or irrational behavior and that often spreads quickly and through a group of persons or animals. Sound familiar? Been watching the news recently? <laughs> How about the word pandemic? It's from the same roots, right? So, uh, or politician. Oh, sorry. That's a <laughs> anyway. It's all uh, related to the state of panic, and that how do you keep your head when everybody starts around you starts losing theirs? There's lots and lots of ways, but today we're just two nuggets, two two nuggets of wisdom. One is you calm your breathing, so you can see better, you can hear better, you can. You don't like just immediately jump to conclusions. And the other is position yourself as best as you can. Take out the first problem first. And then uh, from there, you um, deal with the problems one at a time, but constantly don't, don't stick to one position. So agile footwork means um, uh, a non-abiding mindset. You're constantly moving, shift your, shift your feet, shift your position, but to your advantage. And then... Um, let the ground features, let all that work to your advantage. Let nature be on your side, and then uh, you will find a solution. Um, then, I, remember, this is a metaphor. So I would say that uh, just as a final takeaway message, um, metaphors be with you. This was wonderful. Thank you, Thank you. so much, Lowell. <laughs> Wow. I, I yeah. <laughs> that was wonderful. I feel refreshed and ready to go on with my day. I'm Super. definitely going to be sharing this with all of our team. I think there was some really incredible nuggets of wisdom in here. So thank you so much. Is yeah, there like a goodbye you. we should all do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, what Steve Jobs ended his commencement address with uh, stay young, stay foolish. I mean, I, I, I could have a, a phrase like that, but just uh, stay calm. Um, stay agile. I mean, that's really the message. And, 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 and don't, don't panic. That's the main thing. Don't panic, but it's not just psychology. Don't, don't like, uh, Oh, uh, let's become <laughs> <You're already panicking. laughs> if your breathing is shallow, you're panicking, mm. but you don't have to do it mentally. You just, you know, anchor mm. yourself, mm. ground yourself. That's so awesome. Thank you. And for anyone watching the replay, a link to Will's profile will be in the comments. Make sure you connect with him um, and check out all that he's doing from Japan as well. Thank you so much, Will. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye, Thank everyone. You. Bye bye.